0: Welcome to the Interview Chair. My name is Jimmy Casas, and I am your host. Are you an educator who is currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or wondering if you can continue to do this work? Visualize yourself back in the Interview Chair. You were genuine, sincere, and full of passion. You convinced the group of people that you were the best person for the job, and you believed it. That is the real you. Thank you for joining me as I take you back to the interview chair to remind you of why you wanted to become an educator. Welcome to episode 13 of the interview chair. You are a leader. Every one of us has the capacity to lead. However, whether or not we choose to lead is a different issue. On any given day, regardless of your role, you are leading in some capacity. There are parallels that exist to the way staff and parents view some administrators and the way students and parents view some teachers. Leadership comes in many forms and looks different depending on the individual's experience, knowledge, skills, personal characteristics, and the severity and or significance of the situation. Every time a decision is made, you lead. You lead when you initiate a conversation or contribute to a discussion. You lead when you present information or go out of your way to help a student with an assignment or lend a caring ear. You even lead when you serve as an unofficial mentor to a colleague or when others notice your tendency to always see the best in others. You lead when you take great pride in or care deeply about your students, your colleagues and your school. So then why do so many educators still not see themselves as leaders? And just as important, why aren't more people seeking leadership positions? What are we afraid of? Are we afraid if we say or do the wrong thing that we will be criticized? Do we worry that others will judge us harshly if we err in our decisions? Have our expectations taught us that leading makes us vulnerable and open to failure? Do we hesitate? because we have witnessed our own personal behavior and how we treat others and gossip about those who are not able to live up to the standard of what it means to be an effective leader. I would suggest that if we were to ponder these questions honestly that we may end up with a response that looks something like this. Well, Jimmy, yes, 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 and yes leading and seeking a leadership role within an organization can leave us feeling vulnerable no doubt about that no one enjoys having every decision scrutinized criticized or living under the constant pressure that others may judge us harshly or unfairly if we fail to make the right decision perhaps we fear that we will be defined by whether or not we are able to live up to the standard of what it means to be an effective leader I mean, after all, how we define leadership and what it looks like is up to us. So imagine yourself back in the interview chair. What would you say? Can we be a leader and still ask for help? Can we be confident and still have doubt? Can we expect excellence and still be empathetic? Can we be direct and still be kind? Can we work with urgency and still be patient? Can we be strong and still be vulnerable? How would you define yourself? Regardless, I still believe that you are a leader. There isn't a day that goes by in the work of an educator that is free of challenges, my friends. The never-ending stream of problems and challenges that flows across our paths during the course of an entire school year can leave even the most positive and passionate person feeling exhausted and depleted. It is easy to get sucked into the daily minutiae that drains our energy and overwhelms us with a laundry list of things to do. What can you do to provide yourself with a little relief in order to stay fresh and energized? Well, first begin by reshifting your mindset. We will never truly transform our schools unless we transform our belief system and then act to shift our practices. Next. Next acknowledge those barriers in leadership and that they exist. Leadership was never meant to be a committee of one and we must recognize that the most successful organizations are transparent in addressing the barriers that exist and are intentional in cultivating a culture where everyone is given an opportunity to lead and more importantly is encouraged, invited, and inspired to want to lead. So consider the following leadership styles just for a second. First of all, let's take Mark. Everyone thought Mark was a nice guy. Maybe you have this person in your organization. Mark had a heart of gold and staff and parents liked him. He would spend countless hours at the school, often the first to arrive and the last to leave. Mark never said no to anything or anyone, but then he would quickly become overwhelmed with all of the things he had to do. And then when he failed to get things completed on time or the result did not meet the standards others expected, he would be quick with an excuse and then scramble to get it done. This had been his mode of operation for 14 years because it was easier for him to manage it this way than it was for him to have the difficult conversations with those who had dropped the ball. Now, on the contrary, there was Steve. Do you know a Steve? See, Steve could be a little curt at times resulting in staff and parents not always wanting to approach him. He demanded a lot from others. Many people saw him as a strong leader. Others feared him. At times his persona came across as well arrogant because every decision had to run through him giving others the impression that he knew more than they did. On the rare occasion he did ask for input staff would hesitate due to his propensity for getting defensive. Nevertheless, Most gave him a pass because student achievement data had remained steady during his four years at the helm. Then there was Andrea. She was passionate, intelligent, driven, and had come across in her interview as a strong advocate for teachers. She was a visionary with great ideas and had an ability to articulate those ideas in a way that generated enthusiasm and hope during her first year. However. Now, in year two, the initial energy was starting to wear off. Ironically, although Andrea was well-spoken, her lack of communication in terms of details about curriculum, programming, and policies was creating anxiety among the staff. Morale was beginning to waver, with all indications pointing to the lack of accountability and follow-through with consequences for poor student behavior. The scenarios I just described above leave me with the following questions. If I asked which leader would you prefer to work with, who would you select? Would you select Mark, how about Steve, or would it be Andrea? Would your response change if I asked you which leader do you think was more effective? What attributes do you believe contributed to their success? which behaviors generated potential damage to their credibility as leaders. Undoubtedly there are a plethora of issues facing us in education today that can burden us and paralyze us to remain stagnant or worse yet blame others for our lack of success. I recognize that being an effective leader is not simply about being able to inspire others through our words or actions, nothing is that simple, especially when it comes to leadership. Successful leaders recognize that everyone in an organization has strengths, skills, and talents, and that if we cultivate those, they can help move a school forward in a more efficient, effective, and positive manner. The ability to draw on the collective knowledge and wisdom of staff members and then lean on them to help navigate potentially treacherous issues are traits effective leaders possess. By investing in others, you will learn it's not about a title, but about making a significant difference in each other. The fact is, building and district leaders are expected to serve more people with that expectation comes greater responsibility. But that doesn't have to translate to something negative. Resetting your mindset so that you see your role as an administrator, not as a title or job, but as a builder of people who utilizes those talents and those skills and that knowledge and those that disposition of others to influence them in ways that they not only see themselves as leaders, but others recognize them as leaders and want to emulate them. See, I believe the best leaders are able to influence us in positive ways, regardless of how long we have been in education. I always say people want to be led. Yes, they do. Admittedly, what I believe in, model, I model my ideas from and Emulate who I aspire to be like has been profoundly impacted by people I genuinely admire and respect. They are my influencers. They are people just like you and me who have shaped my fundamental belief system and what it means to be a leader, a Rick DeFore, a Bill Daggett, a Terrence Deal. Whether I have known these people for years, months, or only days, the power of time and knowledge doesn't discriminate people. It doesn't care. What it does care about is how another person's words, their beliefs, and their actions move us to want to take our own action. In other words, they influence us and move us in a way that makes us strive to want to influence others in a similar way. Over the course of my career, I've been a part of many conversations with teachers, students, parents, principals, aspiring administrators about the challenges that come with being a building or district leader leading many to question why would anyone want to ever want to aspire for such a role well the truth is i'm worried about the long term impact on potential principal and superintendent candidate because of the perception that is often associated with that line of work people i go all across the country and there are still principal and superintendent positions and a plethora of teacher positions that have not been filled and i worry that these perceptions lead others to believe that being a school or district leader is not worth it. Well, we need to combat this perception and that can only happen if we begin to ask the question, why do you say that? And then take time to talk about why they feel the way they do. See, it concerns me when building and district leaders fall into the trap of agreeing with these types of comments, why would anyone want to do your job? Because somehow it makes us appear that we can manage so much more than others. Yes, we are confronted with many challenges on a daily basis, but quite frankly, so are teachers and support staff who work in our schools, our nurses, our custodians, our secretaries. We need our best classroom teachers pursuing administrative roles in schools so they can utilize their talents to make even greater impact on our school communities. I hope To change some of these perceptions that cause some to believe that school administration is not worth it because of the challenges that are attributed to the role of a school leader, or for that matter, the role of any leader of any organization. People, we all play a part in changing that narrative of what the role of the leader looks like. We cannot allow ourselves to get stuck in a closed mindset that defines the role of the principal as, it is what it is and it's always been this way. If our intentions are to inspire others to follow our lead and pursue administrative positions, then we must do exactly that. Create more opportunities for others to lead alongside us and tell our story in a way that truly reflects how wonderful this profession really is. As leaders, we must accept the responsibility that the identity of a leader will become whatever we want it to become. And what others believe our work demands and how they see it is also on us. Undeniably, administrators play a significant role when it comes to educating our children and impacting our school communities. I hope you never doubt that. The role of a school leader doesn't have to look like it has always looked like or be what others want it to be, or what they believe it should be. Go back and see yourself sitting in the interview chair, and then remind the world again that you, yes, you are a leader. Believe in yourself and your ability to be the change. My friends, it is time to recalibrate. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I hope that you will join me each week as I take you back to the interview chair. Because I know this, that when you sat in that interview chair, that, my friends, was the best version of you. Be sure to check out my website at jimmycasas.com backslash the interview chair for links, resources, and show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Casas underscore Jimmy. If you enjoyed today's show from the interview chair, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts to ensure you never miss an episode.